Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The distance between myself and the giant grinning demon doll began to shrink. But before we collided, the wall of darkness beside me exploded into shards of broken blackness. Something huge had broken into the room. It was my father, in all his living glory. Froth and fire dripped from the corners of his mouth as his eyes blazed with tangible fury. He gripped his titan axe tightly in his mammoth, bloodless hands. My terrifying elder intercepted the creature, throwing his massive shoulder into the chest of the charging toy from Hell's Nursery. Though glorious, the intrusion incited within me no small amount of irritation, as this was the second time my father had come between me and a manifest nightmare. The creature was lifted from the floor and sent crashing into the darkness comprising the debris of its staged entrance. My sister slunk into the room behind me, their curving knives up in front of their grinning mouths. I wouldn't have guessed their next move for the life of me. They gleefully punctuated the length of my body with their happy knives, cackling all the while as they stained themselves in the shadows that had become my blood. 
As I approached a waking state, still caught somewhere between dream and only slightly more stable reality, I heard the syrupy squeals of something inhuman, followed by the sounds of something wet falling down a long flight of stairs, perhaps falling in many small pieces. I sat up and looked around, finding myself lying upon a dust-covered bed within the glass penthouse. A cold breeze lifted the edges of the oversized sheet that had been draped over me. My family lay carelessly scattered next to the bed. The thought of someone else hefting them for purposes that left them dry and without living color stoked a rage almost beyond my control. I retrieved my family and sought out the man with the ridiculous hat and blue glowing eyes. He was easy enough to find. I could see through the glass of the walls in the distant room where he laid upon a strange demonic bed. It was slathered in black silks that flowed to the movements of the ever-present breeze. While he retained his hat, his otherworldly eyes were lightless and inactive, apparently sleeping beneath thin sheets of pale flesh. He appeared to be resting. But if I understood these creatures at all, the possessing entity was merely away somewhere else, tending to the wicked business of harrowing. I waited for the creature to revisit its vehicle of flesh and bone, hoping that my vengeance could touch it while it occupied the stolen body. More to the wicked and grinning point, I hoped my sister might be able to slice beyond sleep and bleed a nightmare. I waited with the patience of stone, until finally a glow began to seep from behind barriers of flesh and blood. I hunched down behind the bed, not wanting the eyes of the thing to gaze fully upon me, lest I return to the deeper nightmare that pulsed beneath the city. The creature began to stir, rising from the bed and into the air, borne aloft upon the strange winds that never left the creature's side. I followed the light of its eyes as they discolored the sheets of the bed where I had once rested, steeping in darkest dreams. I lunged. My arms surged beneath the creature's delicate neck, squeezing with the strength of a python. My sister slid into the nightmare's back, only whispering distance from his heart. In a sing-song voice of scarcely restrained laughter, my sister's words glided into the open air. I wonder, what color will you turn my radiant teeth, my light-eyed friend? after I've chewed you down to the echoes of your last scream. She could hold it in no longer, erupting into sweet, shrieking laughter. The creature writhed like a fish out of water. Its brilliant eyes turned from glassed-in darkness to a blazing sun of cold light. The world caught within the shine of its nightmare eyes became requesent allowing the boundaries between formerly solid objects to forget their place and wander in and out of each other, melting and coalescing into the quivering chimeras of altered states of being. I could still hear my sister's laughter, dimmed somewhat by the many intervening layers of bleeding tissue between us. Ever so slowly, she moved closer to a killing death, and from somewhere... Deep inside the dream, on the other side of the creature's flesh, I could detect the living nightmare frantically attempting to flee its sinking ship. 
It raced madly towards an exit, smashing through door after door, hoping to attain the freedom that lurked just beyond sleeping skin, lest its mansion of enslaved flesh become the tomb of its spirit. My sister corkscrewed in the bastion of the creature's heart, freeing the death that lived within, ultimately denying the miserable creature its much-sought freedom. Instantly, the thing's dreamlight became as confused as the matter it fell upon, becoming both illumination and sound, a glowing scream that shattered the brittle, transparent skin of the warped surroundings that had mutated beneath the gaze of its cold, blue eyes. My father was absolutely right. These wakeless beings scream and die so incredibly well. <laughs> Within the fading glow and dying echoes of the light sound, there was a slight suggestion of a hideous shape madly straining the limits of its arms, like some desperate bird trying to gather the winds of a vacuum beneath its wings. Finding the solid world unconducive to whatever life-sustaining systems it possessed, the creature slowly died, disappearing into a drifting azure mist of freezing light. My art has always been intended as a gift, an attempt at liberation, reunion, and completion. Certainly these attempts have failed at their ultimate purpose, but while the dead world has yet to be enlivened by a single reincarnate dream of the human variety, I have crossed many souls over into Revelation, perhaps when they are again renewed in fashions of skin and stupidity, they will be one life closer to a dream they left behind. However, at that moment, standing before the body of my family's defiler, I chose a new, if only temporary, purpose for my art. I would craft a warning, simple and sincere. Trifle with me, and you shall learn precisely how my art can create corpses from dreams. I have become quite adept at the speedy reorganization of the human body, and in short order I had refashioned my effigy of warning. A dream catcher, made from the emptied shell of a living nightmare. My wonderful work was held together by a damp geometry of broken bones, strung with the red webs of vein and artery, feathered with a dripping scalp of flowing hair, the webbing embellished with the polished teeth from the thing's mouth. Unfortunately, I could locate only two burned-out cavities where the thing's alien eyes should have been. Otherwise, the brilliant spheres would have made for excellent decoration. With my warning completed, I walked to the edge of the rooftop and tossed the creature's foolish hat into the dark. A thunderstorm began to gather above my head, sobbing a chilly rain upon my body. I lifted my hands into the air washing the blood from them and wondering if the nightmare-informed atmosphere would be indulgent enough to let me climb the darkness and enter the belly of the storm. The growling and glowing clouds leisurely swept low, pulsing around the tops of the taller buildings. It gave the appearance of a shifting gray foliage that grew from the peaks of the soaring structure, forming a storming canopy above the city. The buildings themselves now took upon the role of gigantic tree trunks, the windows and balconies substituting for knotholes and coats of irregular bark. 
The twisting expanse of thunderstorm tumbled up to the ledge I stood upon, creating an ethereal bridge between me and the many high places caught within the web of churning gray clouds. It was a glorious sight, as the roof of the storm seemed to form a roiling landscape floating between the skyscrapers, tempting one to stroll across the island of lightning, cloud, and thunder. Merging from without the sounds of the storm came strange noises emanating from multiple locations across the city. New Victoria was slowly coming alive. I could hear the rustling of unearthly things congregating into unwholesome crowds. Smiling, I wondered if the warning I had constructed was a bad idea. Deep within the distant night, moving behind the grumbling clouds, I could see small shivering points of blue light. I knew well what they were. The wakeless had taken to the storming night skies to locate me. I looked down from the edge of the rooftop, and I could see the windows of the lower floors directly beneath me turning the bright color of sleep. I watched those sleep lights move ever upwards towards me. The sound of a second storm began howling from the streets below. Inhuman gangs of nightmares, born from living women, trampled the earth upon countless hateful limbs, creeping, crawling, flying, and leaping through the city in search of me. I couldn't afford the laughter that mounted as surely as the storm I contemplated walking across, so I swallowed my amusement, wrapped myself in silence, and left one building closer to my destination. I absorbed the fifty-foot drop with ease, taking a moment to collect myself before wading into the thick cloud cover swirling in front of me. From somewhere not too far behind, I heard a rooftop door explode open, releasing a cacophony of demonic sounds into the night. I bounded to the next building as hordes of evil creatures landed around me like a downpour of hell's raindrops. The storm obeyed me as well as any shadow, and I disappeared into its coiling mists. There were a great many of the caterwauling things, so both of my sisters stood eagerly at the ready. The fiends that had spilled wet and wicked from so many tortured wombs flooded into the storm, heedless of the danger within. In a span of only a few seconds, several of the things had already been effectively multiplied, or divided, depending on how you wish to perform the math, before the rest of the horde even became faintly aware of the death that now moved within their ranks. As I killed under cover of storm cloud, I could only make out the slightest details of my demonic adversaries. When the blinding lightning poured into the bloodied spaces between us, my eyes had to defer to my ears for guidance. As the crashing thunder robbed my ears of the world, I was guided exclusively by the silence that serenaded me. Beneath the thunder, between the night, from without all the shadows that danced and frolicked to the music of the storm. The vast numbers the creatures moved within gave them a collected confidence, but it was a confidence that diminished by the second. The devils were certainly powerful enough, yet they were new to the world of stable things and could not fathom the strategies of a solid opponent, much less one immune to the poison of fear. They came at me with claws, fangs, tentacles, and hooves, 
and I conducted each of them into my sister's red smiles. One nightmare appeared wiser than the rest, waiting for my fury to abate. When the last of the creatures had been slaughtered or driven off, I had returned my sisters to their sleep. It struck. The creature secured itself to my back with flashing talons, organic hooks with searing chitinous barbs. The thing tried to tear apart my body with a passion rivaled only by my sister's bottomless depravity. As I struggled to rid myself of the creature, it hissed sulfurous words into my ear. What wonderful teeth and claws your kind's dreams have given me. Am I not a splendid thing as I run the skin from your bones? I swear to cherish your screams for as long as I care to remember them. The creature was an undeniably exceptional member of its kind, deserving of my compliments. You are indeed splendid, creature, but I'm afraid I have no screams for you today. Perhaps my sister's laughter will suffice. Already in my hand, she shined a jagged smile that plunged into the creature's cavernous mouth. I could feel my enemy's teeth scrape my knuckles as my sister dragged my hand behind her, down what seemed an endless, convulsing hole. I drew close to the monster's ear and whispered, is she not splendid as well, creature? Tell me, will you scream for her? The thing had apparently lost its taste for conversation, which was perfectly understandable given that its tongue had been severed from its mouth. It suddenly seized my arm with incredible strength, tearing my hand from a sucking wound that had become its face. I felt my other sister slide into my free hand. She smiled at me with such sweetness that the spattered blood in my mouth tasted like sugar. She ripped across the demonic limb that threatened to snap my arm, and the creature produced a honeyed cry from its bleeding trench of a mouth. My sister's searing praise boiled the blood that dripped from their grinning steel mouths. We knew you would find your singing voice. What a true delight it is. However, we can't say that we'll treasure it for very long, as memory has an awful way of dinning our enjoyment of those screams to come. Everything before you was always fresh and beautiful when the world behind you is dead. The thing reeled backwards, wheezing and bleeding from my sister's joint assault. My father called out to me as I raised him up. My great benefactor roared, and your last scream will belong to me! My father fell with such power that the very air around him warped and crackled. Unbelievably, the inhuman thing absorbed the blow, refusing to fall. Never had I witnessed a creature capable of weathering such direct exposure to my father's power. Regardless, the creature had been sorely wounded by my dread progenitor. Its inhuman hands busy trying to stem the flow of strange fluids that sprayed from its ruined body. The thing from Nightmare backpedaled until it found a wall and turned its furnace eyes upon me, silently promising a death beyond comprehension. Yet my father's rage had grown beyond steel and bone, sending blast waves of purest hatred rolling through me. He surged towards the glaring monster with a fury that nearly burned through the flesh of my hands. I should have been impressed by the speed and monstrous strength demonstrated by the creature when it leapt sideways onto a distant rooftop. 
but my attention had been stolen away by the unearthly collision between the wall and my father. Where once there was concrete, steel, and monster, there was now only debris and a dreadful echo. The blow would have surely ended the creature and chased its dusky spirit into whatever spheres are reserved for dead nightmares. My raging father suddenly went quiet and fell into a fitful sleep, yet my sister's bloody giggling remained. With their shock troops momentarily diffused into the night, the generals of the nightmare army began to close upon me. I could sense the cold fires of their blue eyes burning brighter and colder. I wasted no time leaping across the remaining spaces between myself and the dwellings of the man I had come to consult. Strangely, the floating creatures withdrew into the farthest darkness until their blue eyes died away like stars at dawn's approach. Perhaps the threshold I had crossed was beyond their power. Whatever the reason for the retreat, I had reached my destination. I sat down for a moment to regain my strength, drifting into gentle memories of standing in the rain with my mother.